Gross, Jared. Yes, I am. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that is shocked that you make a deal with the devil and it doesn't work out the exact way that you thought it would. What? I am your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, did you make any deals lately? We can't talk about that. No. <laughs> but we're back, baby! We're back, baby. It's been a while. It's uh, We haven't sat in this room recording in about... A week and a half? Two weeks? It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. I don't know exactly how long. A, a couple obvious things that we like, the, the reason why that we're not here. Some major life changes have happened. Major life changes? In the lifespan of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. The the clear and obvious one I will get out of the way. I'm wearing glasses now. There it is. I was yeah. like, what's he going to pivot to? Yeah. It's, they, they, uh, they like them? They're nice. They, they look like mine. A little bit, yeah. But they got, just... they got this brown on the side. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's, it's like a copper. It's great for an audio medium. <laughs> We're just slowly becoming each other. The second... And I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I, I refuse. The second being, I have a flag behind me. Yep. That nobody can see except for you. And eventually, when we do the next live stream... Other people will see. Which season is that from? Is it from any specific season? I think this is just, I, I want to say it's the first season. So for those listening, it's just the Survivor Outwit, Outplay, Outlast, but it's a black flag Yeah, with that symbol. I want to say it's from the first season. Okay. But I did not do any checks. Thank you to friend of the show, Dan, for providing the wedding gift. Oh, and I got married. Yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. So that that's why we've been away for so long and Jared got his computer fixed. So now I can edit podcasts again. Yeah. I don't have to do it all on my own. Okay. Wait, I do need to, you reminded me. Oh God. I had forgotten. I'm so sorry. I need to fit. I need to square that circle and finish that rant. Sure. Which obviously takes precedent over you talking about your marriage. <laughs> Does it, though? And you didn't seem like you wanted to talk about it. Do you want to talk about it, Stephen? No. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have the mic <laughs> whenever you want to, but you've been talking about it ad nauseum for like a week, so I imagine you might be a little tired of it. I am tired of it. I got home from the wedding, and after my seven-hour drive, I was just like, I want to do nothing for a very long time. And then I played softball the next day. We sure did. Yeah. I guess I'd been back two days at that point. Yeah. But yeah, what's new with you? What's... what's Okay, so the computer thing. Okay. All right. So I remember I had the whole rant about like, oh, it's the first motherboard I guess I damaged. And then like the second one just wasn't working. And they said that those can be faulty sometimes and blah, blah, blah. When I first brought it in for diagnostics, I said, hey, man, can you just pop in some good RAM real quick to check if it's the RAM that's bad? Nice. Because that happens, and I don't have any other RAM at my home to check it with. And there's, to their credit, they did. There's in, so many euphemisms throughout that sentence, yeah. but go on. They did. They didn't do it correctly. Okay. They didn't seed it correctly. And then they proceeded to run diagnostics, proceeded to use known good RAM, when that didn't work, assumed it was the motherboard, and then went, wait, let's just make sure this is actually pushed in all the way, because DDR5 RAM has to be pushed in really hard. So my computer's in the shop for a week, because they didn't push the RAM into the socket hard enough. Hilarious. Yup. <laughs> cool. Jared's upset. And I guess I didn't either, maybe? I don't know. I was having the same problems. So I was like, fuck it, I can't tell what this is anymore. That's brutal. The things, the things we do to try to get... A computer to work, and all it was was push a little bit harder. It usually is something very small and very silly. I'm Yeah, that makes sense to me. Anyway. anyway. You know what's not small and silly? Emails? Emails! Emails! If you want to email us, feel free to do so. SurvivorTBT at gmail.com, or you can message us on Reddit, u slash SurvivorTBT. Jumping into our first email from Tyler. Tyler has some good information here. Ethan dated Jenna M. from 2003 to 2013, and they remained good friends. They competed on The Amazing Race 19 in 2011, where they started off solid, coming in fourth out of 11 in leg one. 
This is a slight spoiler for that season, if you care, because I'm going to continue with. But then after the first leg was a non-elimination leg, they made a second leg a double elimination leg, and they were eliminated after coming in 10th. Mm. They have the distinction of being the only team to ever be eliminated on a leg that they didn't come in last on. That kind of sucks. <laughs> I do not like that. That's hilarious. Ethan got married in 2016, and Lex and Tom attended the wedding, which was one of the things that I was going to bring up at the end of the episode, but all right. Forgot to mention that Jenna attended Rob's, so I'll throw that in here. He was also inducted into the Survivor Hall of Fame in 2012. Okay. Love it. I love the Survivor Hall of Fame. In 2005, Ethan appeared on Kill Reality, which documented reality TV personalities filming the movie The Scorned. Ethan and Jenna competed against each other on reality star Fear Factor, with Jenna being eliminated in the second stunt, and Ethan coming in second in the final round. Hmm. In October 2006, he appeared on an episode of VH1's Celebrity Paranormal Project. He became co-host of Outside Today. He and Jenna appeared on the first episode of Celebrity Apprentice 4. There's a lot going on here. He was a very popular man. I guess. The season that Richard competed on. He co-wrote a series of children's books called Soccer World in December 2013. He began a blog called The Zone Zone, Z-O-H-N-Z-O-N-E. Fuck off. On EverydayHealth.com, which details his experiences as a cancer survivor. I feel bad for saying fuck off. There it is. He was diagnosed with cancer in April 30th, uh, 2009. He went into remission a year later, but then it returned 20 months after that. Presumably, it has gone back into remission, but I don't have a timeline for that. Sure. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Tyler. From Connor, happy wedding week. Would you guys maybe be interested in getting an all-star after the season in recap? It won't be a controversial one. Thanks and have a good wedding. Well, yeah. Of fucking course we would, Connor. Duh. If we would... Connor, talk- how do you have these connections? Yeah, Connor, I, I'm... Slightly concerned that you're actually one of these contestants and you're just like doling out personalities as you see fit. I love it. I mean, also, I don't think there's any, it's all stars. Like, there's no non big all stars, kind of. Like, even people who go home early, like, were big in their own seasons. So, I I don't even care about like all stars. If someone wants to talk to us that was a first boot, I will fucking talk to them. Yeah. Because just the experience. And there's it's so cool. much that we can glean from people who are have gone through the whole process of, all right, here's the application process. You did screenings. You had to fly to wherever the hell you had to go. And then you get your ass handed to you on the first vote. And you're like, well, that sucks. And there's a lot to go on after that, too. Yep. So there's there's plenty of people I would love to talk about. So, Connor, that's a yes. If you want to email us back and forth about that, I am all ears. From Josh, Lex and Kathy's decision-making this episode is very heavily influenced by the fact that they had a pregame deal with Rob. Very important for this episode. I'd say this episode shows a clear warning that returning players should play the game in front of them and not rely on their pregame bonds. Yup. <laughs> Another thing you didn't bring up is Tom somehow not knowing in which country Survivor Africa was filmed, despite probably being there for two months. <laughs> I think I had it written down and I just forgot to say something like, Tom, what the hell? (laughs) It's so funny to me. I love that shit. Tom is, he is sometimes the best and the worst of America. (laughs) He, he's very just in the moment. He's a caricature of himself. (laughs) Yes. And he is so interesting. Just, I want to pick his brain. It's great. Carl from Carl episode eight. Did not know Rich the rich sperm donor history story, but it makes total sense that Hatch would want 200 more versions of himself in the world. A small army. Uh, <laughs> we must raise the Hatches. For those who have played Baldur's Gate 3, Hatch is the absolute. Also, truly nothing makes survivors seem more insignificant than talking about the wonders and mysteries of the great beyond before episode 8 of All-Stars. <laughs> Picture the episode. We have Rupert and his sling. Ah, yes. yes. L- the true showmance. The most intimate showmance of the season. And a correction. Last notes, I might have said that Colby and Lex were in an alliance, but that's not really the right word. They were just friends. They were not fully fledged alliance. 
This is an important note for context of what's to come. Yeah, yep. Yep. Notes, the confessional of Jerry cackling maniacally right after the confessional of a fan favorite, Ethan, being sad is such a good, subtle-ish touch that screams, she is a villain. Yeah. Oh, it's great. She really toned it down for All Stars, but yes. She did, but editors were like, no, 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 we want to bring that back, baby. Mm -hmm. With you on the weapons challenge sucking hard... How did production mess up the blowgun section so bad when they did it so well just a season ago? They didn't give them time. Yeah. I think that's really it, is that... It felt so rushed. Everybody got, what, one shot? Yep. Yeah, everybody got one shot on a thing that is hard to nuance. Sometimes they're going back to things from the previous seasons because it's All-Stars. Like, this is very clearly like, oh, we're using the same three weapons from Borneo. Uh Uh-huh. We're doing it in the same order and all of that, I believe. But if it's bad, you can just leave it. You've done it better. You've done it better a season ago. Just do it that way. And I mean, I'm I'm also here for production side where you're like, we've done it. We've tested it with the interns. It seems like it works great. And then you get out there with the actual people and it just flops. Yeah. Because you can't recreate the live action of what could happen. There are so many things that could just go beyond. Like, there are so many stories of Survivor setting up this big challenge, and then someone's like, boom, I did it. And you're like, what? Huh? How? Or twists. Like, hey, let's change up the tribes, and then everyone's on the same tribe except for Amber. Yeah. Contemporary audience note on Rob and Amber making kissy face, sucky kissy face. That's funny. Thanks, Rupert. During the first seven seasons, people were always asked in almost every interview, was there romance? And every survivor would laugh off the question and say there was no way a romance could happen on Survivor because everyone was smelly and starving. So the possibility of a showmance was definitely on people's minds, but it was also dismissed as ridiculous before this. Sure. He says, before Romber. Mm. What's Is there a better name? Boston Am. <laughs> nope, I'm going with Romber. Romber's better. Romber. T- totally with y'all on the Rob Rupert fishing scene. Again, I think it's kind of bizarre that the editors chose to include a scene where we make the previous season's huge hero out to be a total farce. Ambriano. That's not bad. Thank you. Ambriano? That's fun. Yeah. Have y'all noticed that Lex has his wedding ring on out there? Can't remember if other people have done this, but it seems quite risky. Yeah, it's not something I've really clocked. Although I was, I did watch this episode with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, or she's been on the show before, Jess. I watched this. Shout out to Jess. What's up, Jess? She moved to Chicago now. Hey. And uh, we were hanging out. She's watched, she watched the episode with me. And she, she was talking about Lex specifically. She's like, oh, I would not wear nipple rings to the jungle. <laughs> like, I would not wear any piercings or any jewelry to the jungle, and I was like, yeah, I haven't really clocked that in seven seasons. Fingering, I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I, I can see it. You want to be close with your partner back home. It's a little risky because you might lose it. Nipple rings, ouch. Yeah. Big ouch. Especially with all these underwater challenges, you don't know what's going to hook on there. <laughs> Jared notes the ominous serial killer music during the Lex-Ethan scene, and I've noticed that the same music in a couple of Lex scenes since around episode six seems like his edit has really taken a shift from the chill survivor dad edit of the first couple episodes yeah and kind of undeservingly like he gets stabbed in the face this episode (laughs) like he doesn't really do anything to warrant serial killer foreshadowing i mean he's taking control and he is trying to badly He was trying to be like, this is my game, I'm taking control now. And they're like, well, we're going to make you the villain, I guess, because they didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. This is kind of (laughs) weak. Note, Tom's line where he jokes to Jenna, go over and see if Ethan and my alliance is still on. (laughs) I don't remember that line, but that's a good line. That's good. Everybody back then thought there was an Africa alliance between Ethan, Lex, and Tom, and Tom is joking about it right in the open. Well, Lex seems to apparently think it exists. Mm Mm-hmm. Thought Lex's voting confessional about Ethan losing with that same grace and dignity was pretty condescending. Yeah. <laughs> and, and hey, guess what? He does not do that when he gets voted off. Yeah. As much as Jared says Ethan was a goat, and I see where he's coming from, 
I believe his reputation actually got better after All-Stars. He was a bit more snarky and showed some more personality than he did in Africa. Yes. Which I think makes him a somewhat more interesting character. Oh, goats can be interesting. Yes. I think he's a he's a, a good personality. And, I mean, clearly he gets cast on fucking everything after this that involves reality TV. He was so cool that cancer wanted to hang out with him. Like, oh my god, <laughs> he's he's an awesome dude. I just don't think he's a great survivor player. <laughs> Contemporary audience couldn't have been happy with Colby and Ethan going out back to back. That's fair. I I mm. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that one. One hundred thousand percent agree with you on them needing to cast more older people. Yeah. Everything I see, I haven't watched the the new seasons really since we started doing this because, like I've said, there's only so much Survivor, but like. They're all like 20, man. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Yeah. And then final note, we talked about the pregame alliance between Rob, Lex, Tom, and Kathy. The alliance was supposed to be ironclad and run the game to the end. For obvious reasons, Survivor can't include this element of the storyline in the actual show, but for all intents and purposes, the crux of the season, because it explains a lot about what we will be seeing. Yeah, that's such important context. Mm -hmm. What do you do as the editors and producers... I almost think you do include it. I think you do include, like, hey, yeah, we talked. I mean, like, we saw last season Mm -hmm. Johnny Fairplay made a deal with his friend before his friend came on. Like, it's they have a precedent of acknowledging things that were thought of before the season had started being brought into the game, even if it was from, like, a, a smaller thing from an outside person. A thing happened, and we were not prepared for it. Yeah, I, I I think you could actually leave it a confessional of them talking about their alliance of the four of them before the game even started. Okay. All right. I think they should have. Cool. I'm going to speed through this second Carl email. All-Stars episode 10. Congratulations on being a married man, Steven, assuming nobody had any last-minute objections. Hear that, Michaela? Well, technically, <laughs> technically they didn't say I do. That is fair. <laughs> That is, a, that is a story that we were not going to get into on the podcast. It's it's all in good fun. It's not, it's, it's yeah. We're anyway. legally bound. It's fine. Picture the episode. It's Jerry on the log brushing her teeth. Mm. We get another one of those. I know we do. Episode. I made note of it. It's like every shot of Jerry was included to make her seem more like a villain. Because they were really yeah. trying. They were really going for, like, the Cruella de Vil. <laughs> Bonus pick of the episode, because I wasn't doing this when it happened the first time, Clay getting choked out. Yeah! <laughs> he finish him. Good note. <laughs> the Lex-Rob pregame alliance thing was probably been mentioned by now, but yep. if not, we got uh, uh, good stuff there. But yeah, whole reason Kathy and especially Lex got so upset about it in, the ne- in this episode is because of that. It's been theorized for a while that the tribe swap was fixed, Something Jerry added fuel to when she said in an interview that the buffs were stacked one on top of another and you could only pick the next one. I suppose it's possible, although I don't buy it, mostly because A, I think it's it seems too elaborate, and B, I don't think the producers would intentionally break up their biggest storyline of the season so far, which is the showmance. Yeah, I think that's a huge risk. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're... As much as they should have voted Amber off last episode... For ratings, they absolutely should not. So if you're a producer, you're thinking of ratings. If you're thinking of ratings, you want to keep Rob and Amber in this game as long as possible. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, I don't necessarily buy that. That sounds like sour grapes. Also, if I remember correctly, it seems like they were really fiddling around in that jar. (laughs) I I thought so, too. I thought that they were trying to find something, and they were just like, and it just happened to play out that way. But I don't know. We'll take all angles on this one. Love Jerry getting her subtle licks in while prepping for the challenge. Keith couldn't make rice. Kel got caught with beef jerky. Just trying to steer the narrative <laughs> on her enemies there. Great. Never <laughs> never lets a petty moment go by. Yeah, Rob totally should have thrown the challenge. I'm with Jared. I agree with both of y'all on the immunity challenge. Agree with Steven that I like the idea and the nostalgia. Agree with Jared that the questions mostly sucked. I mean, who fell in the fire may as well have been, what's the name of the show you're on right now? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I like the question, which castaway had to be rescued in Pearl Island is basically in there to once again say, fuck you, Austin, you suck. Correct. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Let's dig at Austin while we can. Love that Tom thinks the African country he played in was Nairobi. 
I get that it's the capital of Kenya, but still, so on brand. Uh, okay, so dumb American moment. I did not know that Nairobi was the capital of Kenya. Mm. That makes it actually more frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> what's the capital of... What's the capital of Djibouti? It's Djibouti. Oh. Anyway, Jared's right. Amber and Jerry were quite tight in Australia. Amber even got the online nickname Lamber for the perception that she followed around Jerry like a lamb. Mm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if they were still friends at this point or not. My guess is they were cool, but their friendship had nothing to do with the story arc of the season, so it just didn't get shown. But I don't really know. Plus, they were living on different beaches for most of the show. Yeah. And now the drama's coming. Here we go. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Anything you want to say? Oh, buddy. Bumper. All right, so this episode came out on April 8th of 2004. A couple things happened in the week between episodes. You don't say. I do say, Stephen. Oh. That's why I do this segment. (laughs) The first thing is, Islamist terrorists involved in the March 11th Madrid attacks attempt to bomb the Spanish high-speed train AV? A-V-E? Okay. Near Madrid. Their attack is thwarted, and then... One day later, they're surrounded and take their own lives. Nice. Uh, And then also, the 9-11 Commission began, or at least at this point, they put Condoleezza Rice in front of the panel, be like, hey, what did you know? And why why didn't we stop this? What happened? Yeah. So, a lot of fears in the world still. That's very relevant with the current wars that are going on, that, like, in the moment... You're like, uh, there's such a reactionary phase, but then also, when things kind of settle a little bit, they're like, how did you not know? Yeah, uh, yes. Um, and I will say, from what I understand from from people I've known in the military and uh, like shows I've listened to that have people that are in the military on them, it seems like... One of the things that American the American military apparatus is actually good at is like after action reports of like, oh yeah, we really actually screwed this up, guys. We gotta do it differently next time. Sure. And like one of the only good things that come out of nine eleven is, hey, all those intelligence agencies that love playing dick measuring contests with each other, you guys have to talk to each other now. Yes, that would be great. Instead yes. of having like all these different places that have all these tidbits of information and can't see the big picture. Now. The number one song on the charts was still Yeah by Usher. Should have seen that one coming. (laughs) And the top five movies were Walking Tall. We're going to talk about number four. Number three, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Hell yeah. Number two, Hellboy. Hell no. And number one, Passion of the Christ, still. Wow. So, number four is Home on the Range. Oh boy. Are you familiar with Home on the Range, Stephen? It's... It's an animated one, right? Is this Disney? It is. This is the Dark Days of Disney. That's... Okay. This will be interesting then. While you're finding a synopsis, I did want to point out that I got a I got a text complaint about one of your synopsises. Oh! The Jersey Girl sh- synopsis. I'm reading them straight from Rotten Tomatoes, but... Sure. Right. That it was the worst synopsis of that movie he had ever heard. Got it. That J-Lo dies, like, very early in that movie... And it's not Meg Ryan. It Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler is the other woman. That's hilarious. I did find out with the original Scream, Drew Barrymore was supposed to... Like, they wanted her to play the lead girl. Mm-hmm. And she read the script. She's like, no, I want to play the one that dies first. Nice. Because, like, n- that's something that no horror movie's ever done. Is like, they have their stunt casting, but, like, then they're always the stars and they live. Like, mm-hmm. no, I want the opening scene to be me dying. To really throw everyone off. It's it's a smart move. I mean, I'm sure if you're the studio, you're like, shit. All right. Okay, so I found the synopsis, and the reason I couldn't find it is because it's literally one sentence long. Nice. <laughs> to save their owner's farm, three cows, Roseanne Barr, Judy Dench, and Jennifer Tilly. Oh, God. Try to capture a notorious rustler and collect a $750 reward. That's Dame Judy Dench. You have got to be shitting me. <laughs> okay. What's, what is it on Rotten Tomatoes, Steven? Uh, audience score is going to be a 12, and critic score is going to be a 22. You're actually a little low. Wow. Audience score of 29. 
Okay. Still very. We're we're talking like that's still real bad. Uh, critic of fifty two. What? Higher than it should be. I think probably just because of the star power in it. Sure. I mean, you get Dame Judy Dench to play a barn animal. Sure, why not? She takes wild roles, man. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, it's all about that paycheck, baby. I get it. Oh, I'll sell out immediately. <laughs> Anything else? That is all. That is all. Then let's get into the episode. Episode 11, Anger, Tears, and Chaos. Chaos Sounds control. like a fun weekend. I know, right? <laughs> so, do you have any broad strokes on this episode, Lex Jared? is a fucking moron. So... Any broad strokes? Anything that comes to your brain? And Boston here. Rob is a fucking moron. Like you don't, you don't have to pull back any punches, really. Just... They're both so stupid, and also Amber is the smartest person playing this game. <laughs> okay, then I, I don't even know what to say beyond this. Let's just get into it. We, we start at first. I wanna. I want. I don't usually pull things from the recap because it's usually things that we've already talked about. The that recap, is the point of a recap. The yes. recap sure gave Amber a lot more agency in keeping herself around. Yes, it did. Because it definitely made Amber seem like she was digging and grinding to make her stay. It literally took like the one scene of her doing it jokingly. Yeah. Although I guess she did promise Lex and Kathy final four. Sure. In the end, though. Not a whole lot was made by her decisions. No, she was, and like, I actually think that was probably the right move on her part. It's like, yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. All you, right. You telling people, no, vote this way doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. But I'm just saying that, like, in a recap, you can't pull a fast one on us and say, Amber, really licking the bootstraps of everyone. I was going to say, Amber pulled herself up by her bootstraps. Yeah. Like, no, 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 hold on. That's that's not how that works. Cool. So Lex, Lex comes in and he's like, when I need to cash this in with Rob, I'm sure he's going to deliver. He's good on his word. That didn't last very long. Oof. Not even an episode. That milk came out of the cow as cheese. (laughs) We we flip to Mogo Mogo because that's literally what happens on the Shapiro beach is it's like, hey, I'm sure Rob will be fine. Yeah. Mogo Mogo. Everyone thinks Amber's gone. Rob is is real sad still. He's saying some prayers. Man, I hope she's still there. <laughs> oh, oh, geez, guys. Do you have a Tom quote for this section? Because sure. I sure do. I do indeed. <laughs> but first, Rob falls all over the rocks in this somber oh, yeah. moment, and it's okay. really... Okay, but like I did I, when they include that, I did kind of laugh myself. Because like, how many times are, are they like stumbling over those rocks trying to get out there? But like, it fits their narrative right now. So it's like, all right, throw that in there. Do it, do it. Tom... It's like when a calf is suckling his mommy's titties. When you wean the calf, it, it balls and it'll go crazy. Rob the same way. It'll take three days. I understand what he's saying. Uh-huh. Why did he have to say it that way? It, uh, it's a sure... It, it's a reach to get there. Holy cow. Like, weaning somebody off is an expression. Also, yes. not really applicable here, because weaning somebody off means to do it slowly. Correct. <laughs> That's not what's happening here at all. You're going cold turkey on this one. And, like, I, I don't, it's weird, Tom. It's weird. You made it weird. <laughs> That's yeah. really what Tom does best, is yep. makes it weird. Yep. And then Rob, again, brings us to the full circle alliance. And has a silent alliance with Alicia. Okay. He has collected the Infinity Stones. <laughs> he is unbeatable now. No, but like, this conversation between them is so weird. It's very awkward. and it's, it's It seems like they both acknowledge that you're both full of shit. Yeah, I, I called it aggressive agreement. Where they're like shaking hands, they're not literally they're like like shaking hands the entire time. Like it's like it's getting faster and faster. They're like, yes, I agree with you. Uh-huh. Yes, I agree with you. you yes, got we it. should be friends. Sure, why not? Yeah, it was just all the way awkward. And Alicia's like, I will never write your name down. Never. Yeah, they just kept one upping each other with promises. <laughs> it's pretty great. And neither of them means a damn thing. Like, they're not being honest at all. Of course not. Alicia might be. I don't know how Alicia feels about her own word. But, like, Boston Rob is, doesn't fucking care. I mean, we've clearly seen that in this episode. Yes. And we get to the reward. Oh, the romantic sight of seeing Amber alive in the game is, is just divine. Ah, oh, there she is, walking out of the forest. Thank you, everyone, for not 
sacrificing her to the survivor gods. It, as much as I do like their relationship, and I do like that they are both very strategic. Mm-hmm. They're not like it's not um, what's her name from Amazon. It was like boy, like they're both here to win. Mm-hmm. I Shauna, that I think that was her name. I don't like how much space it takes up in the narrative of the show. I want to see gamesmanship and strategy and alliances and like other people that aren't. This is just Boss and Rob show at this point. <laughs> he has taken over. We yes. have done the producer thing from last season. That's your show now. Yep. Except it's Rob. Yes. <laughs> like, when was the last time you saw anything from Sheehan? Uh, almost none. Jenna? V- almost none. Besides that last scene, Alicia? Very little. Big Tom, besides throwing out w- random unhinged confessionals? We need more. Rupert? Like, everyone else in the show has become a has become an extra. It, it, it's really burying everyone else, which is a weird thing to do this far out. Yeah. And I don't know that he or she wins, but it's starting, to, it's starting to feel like that's the only possible way they can come to conclusion. There's only one way for this to go. Except yeah. there's seven ways for this to there's go. There's seven ways for this to go. Yeah. So, we get an individual reward challenge, and it's interesting. Why Why do you think this happened? Do you, I do you think this was out. planned? I So, part of, me, part of me thought that, oh, they pivoted and they were going to have them merge earlier, but then they didn't. But then I remember that there's, like, there has to be challenges that we didn't use because we mm-hmm. had two people... I guess one of the challenges did get used, even though somebody left the show. Although, ostensibly, there'd be an immunity challenge that they didn't use. So, yeah, no, there'd be there's two challenges that they didn't use that were team-based challenges. There's, th- there's one. Well, no, for Jenna's leave and for, for Sue's leave. Because Sue's still... We didn't have an immunity challenge that episode, but they still would have had to have one planned. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, initially, I'd be like, oh, they pivoted and decided and, like, merged later. But I don't know that's the case. I... I I think they were trying to do this to mix up the tribes. Like, they get to pick two people of any tribe. Mm-hmm. It could be a pivot because Amber was on the other tribe, and it's like, if Boston Rob wins, then he gets to take Amber. Oh, God, we want it so bad for Rob to win that we can take Amber on a romantic honeymoon. And one other person. Yeah. Not be fucking one, weird at all. <laughs> one third wheel. Yeah, um, it certainly does give more agency to the idea that the the plant, or the, the swap was supposed to be a merge. Yeah. Yeah, I... The only if it was if it was a last second pivot, I think it was a last second pivot to try to mix up the tribes mm-hmm. because that's what the tribe swap was trying to do, and that failed. Yeah. Rather than oh, we we decided to push back the merge one week now or three days, one episode. Now we have to do this challenge. Still, yeah. I yeah. no shame if if they pivot it. Like I think it's the right move. Yeah. I think a team reward right now would just feel pretty empty, yeah. knowing that a a merge is coming. Yep. So, yeah, we're playing musical chairs with a pot underwater. Go go grab them. It's not a good challenge. Okay. Well, <laughs> sure. So, we you, people dive in, they grab a pot, they bring it up and like essentially if you got it out of the water, you're it's yours. Yeah. Like there was no fighting to get it back to the the raft. And then the last three people who were in, who happened to be Lex, Rob, and Rupert, had to transport a heavy crate from the raft to the shore. That part of the challenge was good. Okay. The musical chairs with pots, I was like, meh. Yeah. Meh. Could do without. It's fine. But their their reward, though, is a helicopter ride to a resort with a shower, massage, overnight stay, and two guests. Pretty good. It's, it's a pretty a good really reward. Good reward. Yeah. And also, this challenge was made for Rupert. It really was. Like Bo- they went, what can we sections. build to make Rupert win? <laughs> yeah. They I, obviously, I don't think. I, like, I'm not saying they did that, but like that is like, man, if you made a challenge in a lab for Rupert to win, hmm. this is it. Okay. So we have these strength based challenges, these smart based challenges, and this underwater challenge. Which do you think Aquaman would do best in? Hmm. Hmm. What about an underwater challenge mixed with strength? Hmm. Aquaman it is. And like Boston Rob even has a better strategy than Rupert. It just doesn't matter. It does not. No. Rupert will destroy you in this race. Yes. So Shannon and Jenna go out in the first round. <laughs> 
Kathy took a kick to the face, which was kind of just <laughs> like we just brushed right on past that and don't mention it. Amber and Kathy out the second round, leaving Alicia and Big Tom to lose in the third round. Yeah. And then, yeah, like we said, Rob's a freaking machine. Rupert can't be stopped. Rupert is supernatural. Yeah. So Rupert wins, and he takes Amber and Jenna. Now, he said this is the first reward challenge he's ever won. That's it's not true. Solo reward. Yes, that is true. That's I like that's what I'm assuming he meant. I think it is because he he only lasted two reward challenges, two individual reward challenges into Pearl Islands. Now hold on. Didn't he win the first reward? He won the first immunity, I think. Or yes, it was given the, to him. Yeah, basically he was given the first immunity. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm I don't want to go back and check it, but I feel like there's some winning in there that I my brain feels, and I'm probably mixing it up with that immunity challenge. Yeah. So he he takes the two ladies, and interesting take that he's like, uh, we got to get Amber in on this, and then doesn't take Rob. He takes Jenna. No, I would have been I would have called him a fucking idiot if you took Rob. I agree. I'm so glad he didn't take Rob. Also, like for your own personal comfort, dude. Like you're gonna they're gonna be fucking on top of you if you take both of them to this <laughs> resort. Like you gotta you cannot. You yeah. cannot. It's you know. Can't do it. This was also the right strategy decision, I think. Your closest ally left, which is Jenna, mm-hmm. and one of the two that are the power couple. I agree. I think I think it's a good move, and Rupert having good moves is few and far between, so we like to see it. Yes. Growth. <laughs> Rupert says, my baby's gonna say that that's my daddy. He's the toughest daddy in the world. Really hope he's talking about his kid. He is. He definitely is. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but then he goes on to say, I'm in heaven with two goddesses. Yeah! It gets a little weird. And Rupert's uh, acting kind of re- weird around the women, around the two women in this. Yes, and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but... I don't. It's also... It, it's weird. No, yeah, he says a lot they, of weird comments to us and to them. They, the ladies very clearly don't see it as, like... a a threat or like a creepy thing because they're being like oh they're playing along with it yeah but yeah it's it's weird from an audience perspective uh, it's also a game so even if it makes you uncomfortable you're probably gonna like allow it that's fair as long as it's you know as long as it's across a pale yeah use as as jenna said in amazon like use it to your advantage to manipulate dumb men yeah why not we get a whole bunch of product placement. Yeah, we do. Crest. This is brought to you yeah, by Pantene. Crest. <laughs> and makeup. We have makeup. Jared, why would you put makeup cool. on? I mean, I get it. I don't understand it, but I understand that there are people that would enjoy that. Yes. Like, I... Yes. Like, why would you put on who are you going to go see? But, like, hey, if you are somebody that has a level of... And I say it's not as a negative term, but, like, a level of, of vanity. Like, pride in, your, mm-hmm. pride in your looks and all that. Not in the way that's usually used, like, slander people. Yeah, I, maybe that probably does something for your morale and confidence and self-esteem, and it makes you feel good. And in that case, good for you. I can't, I cannot understand it. The idea of the fingernail polish makes more sense to me. Sure. And that, like, putting that on and you know, like, you can always go back and look at that. It's going to chip away as you go here because you have two more weeks outside. Yeah. But at least it's going to last longer than I went in the water tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And then we have another toothbrushing scene. A for long, me. long shot of Amber brushing her teeth. Too long. We didn't. We didn't need it to. Remember. I was uncomfortable. Yeah, Jenna. I've never even had a massage or a facial in my life. She's talking about how she's not really the girly girl, but like, I'm not looking a gift horse in the mouth here. I'm gonna sure. take that. Oh, I would. Listen, I I just said that like I I didn't wouldn't care about the makeup or I don't understand how people could, but like honestly, I'm thinking about it now and like. I might, I might throw some makeup on. Uh, I, if I've been that depraved for those many days, I might I, massage, oil, acupuncture. I don't care. Why not? Would I you, don't care. Would you do acupuncture? Probably not. Really? Would it? I got enough needles in my life, Stephen. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> that. Okay, it was the diabetes, but like, yes. Oh, yes. No, diabetes, not heroin. Okay. I was like, how do I, how do I go on from here? <laughs> Steven desperately looking for the exit of the bit. Help. Help me. Would you do acupuncture? Yes. Okay. I would. I think it would be weird and a little uncomfortable, but I know that, like, pressure points and all the li- muscles are so weird, and 
Don't, don't. The laugh. edible's kicking in, huh, Steven? Don't laugh at me like that. <laughs> I love you. No. But, like, it's it's the whole reason that things like chiropractors exist. Because traditional medicine doesn't say, oh, this is unaligned. Let's hoist you up in a machine, have surgery on it. It's just... It's just another thing. I don't trust chiropractors. I will never go to a chiropractor. I have never been. I don't trust them. I don't blame you. How people? How they're violent. How most people feel about dentists is how I feel about chiropractors. <laughs> I don't think there is any injury I could have that would get me into a chiropractor's office. Okay, would you trust a chiropractor or an acupuncturist more? Acupuncturist. Okay. I would trust Steve fucking Bannon over a chiropractor. That's insane to me. I have a... I am deathly afraid of chiropractors. Okay, then we're just gonna move on past this bit then. Oh yeah, this was the other part that Rupert said that I was like, oh, that's weird. I sat down with Amber and Jenna, who were dolled up to the nines. I wanted to kiss and hug them. Yeah. I get the sentiment, but also not in the way to say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So then at dinner, they're like, it's five strong, baby. Here we go. Uh, the, the three, the five Shapiras. These people. Amber, it's like, oops, but Lex and Kathy, though. I, yes, and there's way too many deals. Like, Amber has foresight. She's like, hey, Rob, like, obviously not right now, but later. We've made so many deals that we can't hold to them all. Yeah. And normally that should be punished, but for some reason it's not going to be, it would seem. Yeah. I, I Like, it should blow up on in their face, at least in Boston Rob's face, and it doesn't seem like it's going to. You don't think that, I mean, we, we still have plenty of time left in the season. You don't think anyone's going to see this and be like, that's a problem? No, because weirdly enough, despite what they all should have learned from all these previous seasons, despite them all being good players at this point, I think everyone that's left was a good player in the original season. I mean, you didn't. You said Amber was a nothing player. Oh, that's true. Yeah, not Amber. Um, I honestly don't even. I forget that Australia Amber at this point is this Amber. It's, they are so different. It's a very different game. Everyone is like when they're on the bottom, they're not scrambling to take out the top. They're scrambling to be the person that's second from the bottom. I don't blame them at all. I think that's that is stupid at this point in the game like we we're jumping ahead a little bit but like if kathy and lex scramble we see none of it mm. if they try to go to the shapiras the former shapiras and go hey he had a deal with me he screwed me he's going to screw you too we don't see any of that mm -hmm. they try to go take out rupert before us Maybe that's the preview of next episode. I don't remember. But either way, like, I think that might be the preview of next episode for Kathy. They're they're rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic <laughs> rather than trying to get to the lifeboat. Sure. It's driving me crazy. It's like watching a horror movie and, like, we see the killer walk into the closet. And they're just sitting there, uh, going to change their clothes to go to work. And the killer's in there. And they Thanks. see, it's like they open the door and see the killer. And they just go, nah, and shut the door, and I'll come back to that later. But he's so disarming with his Boston accent. Well, it's like, you know what? Go back to the horror movie analogy. It's like The Ring, where like you get the call, and like, you will die in seven days, and you're like, well, that sounds like a problem for seven days from now. All right, well, I got six more days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, moving on. We have a double reward. Twice in a row? Nah, it's just the merge. This was cute, because yeah. Lex putting his hand in and being like, I hope there's a new color in there. And there it is. It's blue. I like blue. I like the blue, too. The They're not returning to their old beaches. They're staying on the Saboga Beach, which has been pretty ripped to shreds by yeah. the weather. And they didn't have a good shelter to begin with, so they're basically starting over. Yeah. And they have to essentially say, yeah, the, the toolkit's still here, so you can... You can make something of this. We moved the lumber back from when the shelter got destroyed. Yeah, sure. Imagine making a mistake in one challenge on, like, day 12 and still being reminded of it and actively haunted uh, by it, like, 12 <laughs> days later? Yeah. And I, I think that's the biggest argument for not doing these shelter challenges. <laughs> 
is it's not just a day, it's the entire game. I mean, I'm fine with shelter challenges, but it's just so funny that they came, like, Rupert's like, oh, thank God, that beach is gone, that shelter is gone, it's behind me, and then they merge, and they're like, hey, by the way, you're back, baby. Rupert did such a bad job at this, there's no shelter to come (laughs) back to. Uh, uh. So we're naming, it's the Sapiramogo. The, the Bogoma Bogomopera. Bogo my pogo. Shapogomogo. Shapogomogo. Oh my god. It's so even the real one is stupid enough that I can't say it. Steven, I don't know which one was the real one. Oh, okay. It's the last one. Okay. Shapogomogo. <laughs> it doesn't matter because they don't have to say it out loud. That's all true. it all it's gonna say is Shapogomogo. Yeah. Shap- Oh my god, I can't even do it anymore. Shapoga Mogo, down in the bottom left corner of the screen. I hate it. Yeah, it's fine. It's not the stupidest name we're going to have for the Merge Tribe. Fair. Not even the stupidest one we've had so far. (laughs) So, maybe that's a thing we need to rank. Yeah, right. Have have we gone to the... I think it's right after this that Lex has his confessional about being like a game player. Yes. That didn't seem like Lex... That confessional, like, he was all, like, hunched over, and, like, it looked like Gollum infesting Lex's body. And, like, he sounds like this giant fucking dweeb. <laughs> like, they really did him dirty leaving that in there. This is where the games gets exciting. Oh, that was very German of you. It was. Okay, we just, but just cut that out. No, leave it. We don't need it. Leave it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's like, this is where the game gets exciting for someone like me. Rob's like... Lex comes to me. He runs to me right away. He's like, tell me I'm safe. And yeah, this is the fallout. This is where Rob's like, "Mm, nah. And this is where I think Rob is an idiot. (laughs) Lex is going to be on the jury. Mm -hmm. Unless it's you and Amber, and even then, you just set a jury vote on fire. Yes. You've likely set two on fire. I don't see Mm -hmm. how you can recover this with Kathy, but who knows? Why don't you just go, hey, you saved you saved Amber. I owe you that one. You're safe today. Yeah. Three days from now, who's to say? You take he, out Kathy in the first one. Or if or Sheehan. Like you have an extra Mogo Mogo. That's a good point. If if you were if taking care of Kathy is part of taking care of Lex in, in that in that dynamic, then like be like, okay, cool. We're gonna stay Shapira strong. You got three days. Mm-hmm. Are they that afraid that he's gonna make a run on this? I don't, I think he's just power hungry. And I don't think, I think Rob is great at being the bully and pressing his advantage. Mm-hmm. But we saw it in Marquesas. Once he doesn't have the advantage, he's screwed. He has no idea how to recover his game if he's on the wrong side of it. Sure. I think that might still be true. He's playing a great game, but he's never not been in control. Mm. And so it just takes, it just, this is the more powerful move is just to stab Lex in the face. <laughs> sure. And right in the face. That's how Boston Rob operates. I'm going to do the power move. Yeah. Cool. But I don't think it's the best move. <laughs> I like, would agree. There's a way to have your cake and eat it too here. There is, but we're not taking that road, Jared. Yeah. Yeah. So him and Amber kind of talk it out for a little bit and Amber's trying to be like, okay, but like, we need to find a way through this. Like, chill. We have so many deals going on with everyone. Yeah. And Amber's trying to be the voice of reason to be like, he's the reason I'm here. Like, can we do something? And Rob's like, nah. He needs to go. Don't go soft on me. I mean, he, mob boss. Yeah. Like, he runs the game like a mob boss, and people are just letting him. Yeah. Till someone steps up. So, we get to the immunity challenge. You know what the weirdest thing about this challenge was to me? That we split it by gender? No. That's that's something that happens on Survivor all the time. Oh, really? This, this is the first time they do it. This season is the first time they do it. I thought we just did that as a throwback to Amazon. Nope. Huh. All right. But the thing that was most interesting to me is the fact that we were at the same beach on the same platform. Yeah. Twice in the same episode for a challenge. Like, I'm sure it's happened before, but sure. it never this obvious, where the platform was still there in the same formation as it was. And it's a very recognizable platform. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we're doing a hold your breath underwater challenge. 
I get it. It's dumb, but I get it. Yeah. And then the last two guys and the t- last two ladies who have their breath held get to move on to a second round of untying things underwater with a ladder. Ten buoys is too many. Ten buoys is too... Well, I don't think so. It's too many for the ladies. That's for sure. No, I just think, it, like, for both both of them, I was like, oh, we're still going? <laughs> Like, I think less buoys farther apart would have been... Like, you'd have the same distance, but, like, it's... By the time they got to six or seven, I was like, wait, how, how many are there? What the fuck? I think t- ten is right for the guys, because it was challenging enough that it, you, they couldn't do it in one breath. Sure. Because if you did... They did five on the first breath, each of the guys. That's true. Which is quite impressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, I will. I did write down here before Lex choked that he's actually pretty amazing in the water, and it's wild that his first season involved not being in the water even once. Correct. Yeah, he kind of stuck it out. So the people who win the, the breath-holding challenge are Kathy and Amber, and the two guys are Lex and Rob. So the Kathy and Amber race is actually really close until Amber runs out of gas. Yeah. And then Kathy just kind of dominates. Uh, Kathy not cho- dominates. Kathy Kathy pushes choked, through. and then Amber choked, and then Kathy succeeded. Yeah, and they're like commentating on what's going on while they're doing this challenge, mm-hmm. so you could tell that the the gas is just not there for this. Yeah, and then Rob and Lex happen, and they get five flags in one breath. Lex leads for like he's a good two flags ahead, and then suddenly he's not. And I don't know what happened. He fumbled the bag here. He he could not get that last one undone. He went down three times for it. Yeah. And just choked the whole... Literally, like, choked his game down what the a, toilet in that what challenge. What a bummer. Yeah. I, yeah, I wanted to see more of Lex. Yeah, me too. Like, in the... C- I wanted to see where the seeds he planted goes. Uh, the problem is he decided to squash those seeds last episode. Okay, I want to talk about this, but I want to talk about this at the end. Okay. So let's, I'm just going to move forward. Then Rob and Lex have the big falling out. Yep. He realizes he made a a big mistake in keeping Amber. Rob comes clean and... This conversation is... is Kathy is bawling. Gross. It's pretty gross, but like, I I get it from both sides here. Oh, me too. I also understand both sides of it. Rob is trying to do manipulation badly where he's like, Oh, I didn't say I'd take care of you. So I'd try to take care of you. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, come on. Like you don't have, you're, you're pissing on them. Just don't tell them it's raining. Yeah. Like he, he could have just said, you know, I said it in the moment, but that's the game, baby. Outwit, outlast, outplay. Yeah. Which is what he tells us. Yeah. We're like, he, he makes it like a, a little bit too personal. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole, like, it ends up being conversation about like, will we be friends after this? Yeah, and I was like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 I, I'll care at the reunion. I don't care right now. The interesting note at the end was the Rob saying in the most like man who needs therapy moment. I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> yeah, taking no responsibility for anything. But then again, I yes and actually funny enough Jess pointed that when we were watching it oh really but he's not like that's something you say when you're not apologizing and Rob's not apologizing no like like (laughs) so in that way it kind it like it's toxic but it makes sense like it's not like he's being like oh well this is your fault for your feelings he's like no I'm doing this and I hope we can be friends and if not then I'm sorry you feel that way it sucks because there's nothing for him to apologize for because that's the game but like shit (laughs) though I do think Blake, like there should be consequences in your tribe for you blatantly lying this hard. Well, usually it's people see that you're super untrustworthy and don't want to work with you. Yeah. Where are those people? We'll find out. You would think the people on All Stars would uh, know to do that, but it seems like, like they're doing, they really have bought into tribe loyalty. Yeah. So... That happens. Kathy wants to give the immunity necklace to Lex, and Lex is like, no, 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 don't. You earn that. And then we go to tribal. Well, and this is where, like, when Boss Rob won immunity, you can say, like, here, I, you took care of me, I take care of you, here's the immunity necklace for this one day. Yep. We get rid of Sheehan. Like, it's so it's, it's so obvious what the path should be. Anyway, we'll move But he on. doesn't. So, 
Tribal. Everyone is feeling it's super awkward at camp because obviously we this is out in the open and everyone sees what's happening. Rupert's like, everything was tested. Tomorrow's definitely another day. Because essentially they're like, is is the world going to end? No. No. I think even, I, I think it was Boston Robbins says like, hopefully the sun comes up or what tomorrow or whatever. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of talk, but they're all dancing around the same thing. Is everyone knows what's happening. Yep. And everyone's like awkward about it. Which I'm wondering if, I don't think. I don't think Lex and Kathy tried to scramble. I wonder if they just heard the conversation because they were, like, yelling at each other for a long time. Sure. But how can you hear that and think that's who we should align ourselves with? The only way I can think it from the five of them that makes sense is, okay, sure, Boston Rob and Amber are showmance. But if you're Big Tom, Alicia, Rupert, and Jenna, you outnumber them. Mm Mm-hmm. You stick together, you you can decide when you want to pick them off. But they have no bonds. Rupert and Jenna do. Mm-hmm. I don't think Big Tom and Alicia do. So you're actually at 2-2-1-1. Two, two, one, one. That is correct. And you're going to test your power of persuasion over Boston Robs. So I'm going to move on now. <laughs> Jeff has a big moment of, like any other moment, you can give up your immunity if you want. And Kathy's like... Mm, I thought about it, but I'm keeping it. And they frame this in a way to make Kathy look like the bad guy. Lex looks surprised. He does look, like- he does look surprised. And I don't I don't know if this was a shot taken out of context or what. It feels weird unless Kathy cuz he was the one who told her not to do it. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is is if it was one of those like midwestern type things where it's like Oh, but I expected you to do it. Yeah, no, I, I, I said the polite thing, but you're still supposed to do it. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, I actually, I liked seeing Cutthroat Kathy. Yeah, yeah, it is fun. Oh, I we, we skipped over it, but Kathy has a confessional about Boston Rob after that conversation where she's like, something in him, in Marquesas, like, broke, and now it's broken again or whatever. And I was like, Kathy's playing the game. Mm. That... Was him playing the game. Correct. And now he's playing the game again. But Kathy was also the one who got, like, super upset that people were playing the game in Marquesas. So True. I don't know what you expected here. <laughs> Growth. <laughs> no. Oh, there's also a bit where they, when they come in and Jeff just basically says the clip of, damn, y'all look awful. Yeah, what the fuck? Hilarious. Shit sucks out there. Oh, and now it's pouring. Well, That's sorry. Funny. <laughs> and then we vote... Lex is voted out, but I want to talk about his, one, his voting confessional where he's like, I'd much rather be casting for your little errand boy than for you when he's voting for Amber. Yeah. And in his confessional, he's like, go get him, Big Tom. Yeah. Afterward, after he's voted out. Well, he was going to try, it sounds like he was going to try to sway Big Tom. Mm-hmm. Boston Rob calls him out on that because Lex says, then I would have had the numbers. And I remember thinking, I was like, no, they wouldn't. But if you swing Big Tom, you do. And Lex seems to have taken that as it would have happened. Could have happened. Yeah. So, two notes here. One, she voted with the majority on this one. Yeah. What do you What do you make of that? Lyndon. Poor Sheehan. Oh, just from like now two seasons, two seasons of Sheehan. Both times she's been on the the wrong side of a very tribal game. Uh huh. Both Thailand and for some reason All Stars <laughs> has become like two of the more tribal line seasons and she's been on the wrong side of that tribal line both times yes. so i guess you're just trying to blend in sure i mean pull some favor with the group that's in the majority and hope you just blend your way in yeah i guess I've they been forget here th- you're not a member of shapiro i was here the whole time <laughs> don't worry about it the other what did we want to talk about with lex what we had a, we had a save that for a later moment with lex Oh, um, I don't remember. Do you? Fuck. Hey, you know what, Jared? The other thing I completely forgot about. I don't. I don't remember. We. Ha- I had a note that we we're supposed to come back to something, and I just don't remember what it is. Was it Lex's nipple piercings? No, but it doesn't matter. So we're moving on. So okay. Lex, Lex is out. How do you think Lex does in a future Survivor season? He's kind of all over the place. Yes, because like, I will say as much as I dog him for getting rid of Jerry and keeping Amber. It was a move. It was a move. He he was not in the greatest of positions. Mm-hmm. 
and he tried to make a move, and it did not go well. No. But on the flip side, if it does, he looks like a genius. So that's that's such a that's such a tough thing with somebody that is all over the place and a little messy, but it but is good at pivoting. I think the one thing he's not very good at is threat management. Everyone sure. in his tribe knew he needed to go at some point. Mm-hmm. It seems like at least, or that he was a, a a you know big threat to win the game. But like that that was kind of his. His motto, though, is he yeah. did, he wanted to be the giant slayer. He wanted to take out the Colbys, yeah. the Hatches. I think he I think he underperformed here. I think in like in future seasons with a similar cast or run the, run a simulation like a hundred times. I think he most often makes like final five, final six. Yeah, I get that. And honestly, the biggest thing in his way was getting screwed over by Boston Rob. Like, he, he played a very good game and w- would have done really well. We haven't seen anyone outright lie like that. No. Like, we've seen people, we've seen people be noncommittal. We've mm-hmm. seen people backstab people. But this might be the first time we've seen somebody just, like, straight up say, oh, yeah, I told you that, and I'm actually just not going to do it. Just, nah. No thanks. Which I also think is a very stupid thing to do to somebody that's going to be on the jury. I agree. And that's that's definitely a way to... Put yourself in a, I lost a vote. I know Lex comes back. He has to. Heroes versus Villains? He doesn't come back. What? This is it. That's crazy to me. As of right now, Lex has not come back. Wow. So. He, of all the people that we've seen so far, he's probably the best that hasn't won. I, I agree. Uh, okay, Rob. Rob from Amazon. Yeah. I, I forget that he had, he didn't win. But I think both are up there. Like, absolutely. Yeah. So. Lex, yeah, Lex should be a contestant if you're looking to bring people back from old school Survivor. He he is one of them. But unfortunately, he would, like Rob Sesternino, he would have a huge target on his back. Yeah. So he is part of a band, like, or was of part of a he band. Is. He was in a band, The Maids of Honor, released cool. an album in 2012. And... In the same year, he officiated the wedding rites of fellow Survivor alum, Jerry Manathy. Aw, that's cool. I'm glad they stayed friends. Yeah. In 2013, Lex and Tom created a reality TV show called Family Beef that features Tom and Tom's family. No. Hilarious. Who is that for? We've said that before, but it's I forgot it. In 2013? Yeah. Nine years after this? Yeah. Who is that for? Somebody. Lex and Tom... Attended Ethan's wedding in 2016. Sure. Yeah. So, all that to say, now it's prediction time, Jared. We're at the merge. Yes. Who's winning? I think, I think it's Amber. I've said Boston Rob, but you I think have. it's Amber. Whoa, what, what's, the, what's the change? I, I think those two end up in the final two, and Boston Rob ends up with a bitter jury. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, in le- it really depends on, at that point, it's one of the two of them, in my opinion. Okay. Or my projection, looking forward. And it depends, either Boston Rob loses because it's a bitter jury, mm-hmm. or Boston Rob wins because they're like, wow, that dude played a sick game. He fucked over everyone. Cool. Yeah. Yep. All right. Neat. Then that's all I got. Anything else you want to say? I'm disappointed in so many of these all-stars. <laughs> Come on, there's still time for them to turn around, Jared. There is, and I hope that they do, and I hope that Kathy has something cooked up. All right. Bumper. That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you for putting up with us while our schedules got crazy. Yeah. And honestly, just excited to be here. Excited to keep doing things. And now I'm excited for this flag behind me because it's really it's cool. really cool. I love it. And neither of us are getting married again anytime soon. Yeah. So. High five. Boom. Eh. We can't reach each We're other. We're too far away. That's a problem. What would you like to promote? Oh, we've known this in so long. I forgot about promoting yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Oh, I guess I forgot about your protagonist of the episode. If you want to drop that here, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Boston Rob. As it should be. Uh, We don't need explanation. Go on. At this point, Boston Rob is the protagonist of the season until they decide he isn't. That's fair. I mean, there might be other episodes that he's not, theoretically. Um, Anyway, I would like to promote anime. Specific anime. Anime in general. Like the good ones. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's a wide pool, but I know. On. I've heard jujitsu. Uh, yeah, jujitsu Kaisen is yeah. really good. I it's really, to, it's I, very pretty. I haven't gotten to watch it yet, but the TikTok of like the clapping, like the guy who switches positions mm. by claps. Yeah. I love those TikToks. It's pretty And good. I'm like, that's a really good fight scene, and you might have gotten me. Yeah. Go watch that. It's fun. I'm going to promote this here Happy Meal Pokemon <laughs> card that Jared... Jared, you went to a thrift store today. Yeah. Did you pay $10.50 for a, a McDonald's toy? I sure did. It Why? had Pokemon on it. Because I thought you'd like it. I do. Like, I'm like a magpie just bringing gifts. It's cool, but you paid... Ten dollars for four Pokemon cards, dude. Pokemon card prices are insane. For some I'm aware, reason. but you could probably get a pack, like a booster pack, for less than ten dollars. Well, you know what? What could have been a cost, Michael? Ten dollars. Well, let's find out what's in there. Oh, we're doing a live unpacking. Yeah, why not? This will make sense to anyone who cares. Well, so, <laughs> Survivor and Pokemon. Listen to that ASMR. Here we go. Mmm, mm, that great McDonald's pack. Uh, so we got. A, I gotta do this in reverse because that one's shiny. We got a cutie fly. Okay. Now I'm you're gonna, my cutie fly, Steve. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a non-Pokemon name in here just to tell you which one's real and which one's not. Uh, cutie fly, Flaffy, Snugglebun, Ladybug, and Gossifleur. I knew all of those except for the uh, the obvious uh, Fluffy Bun uh, that's not a Pokemon. That's Snugglebun. Yeah, that's not right. Or Snugglebun or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I made that up. Uh, yeah. And my, those are all Gen 3, I think. My <laughs> Snugglebun? No, no. All the ones that you un- Gossifleur is definitely not. Oh, okay. No. Well, yeah, that one I actually thought was a medication, but I was like, that wasn't the game. Ladybun, Flappy, or Gen 2. Cutie Fly right. is Gen... I don't actually know. Gossifleur is Gen 8, or Gen 9. It, it's the, the British one. Listen, I want to support a local thrift store, and I knew you liked Pokemon. It's cute. All right. That's fun. For my co-host, Jared, this is Steven. For my host, Steven, this is Jared. Buy your friends overpriced Pokemon cards. <laughs> Why not? Bye-bye. Consume. Consume. <laughs> <laughs>